Welcome to another podcast episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret. I'm Teresa Melito connors a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Today's episode is a conversation with Kelly LaVita. Kelly is an avid fitness guru with her business, LaVita Loca Fitness, and she recently added a clothing line to her existing fitness business called LaVita Tees. Yours truly had the honor of modeling for LaVita Tees to get ready for their recent launch. Funny story about Kelly. A few years back, she had a photo booth rental business with her friend, and I had booked another photo booth company for my wedding via a discount site, which I do not recommend, because despite paying for it and confirming with the company, the company decided to bail just a couple of weeks before the big day, leaving me without a photo booth about three weeks before my wedding. I was so disappointed. And if you've ever planned a wedding before, you know that a couple of weeks beforehand is not when you have extra time or funds kicking around to book someone new. After I posted a plea on Facebook, someone connected me with Kelly and she was able to help. And the photo booth was amazing. I had previously known of Kelly through her Zumba classes as I had taken some of her classes a handful of times, but this showed me a whole new side of her. Kelly is one of my favorite Zumba instructors of all time. Her virtual classes were a beacon of hope during the early COVID months and even pre-COVID as I used to attend her class weekly when I could. I even have hired Kelly to come teach weekly Aqua Zumba classes at my house and I would attend any live class she has going on. Her energy is infectious and being around her is seriously so fun. Ready? I'm ready. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today, Kelly, on the Dr. MC Self-Care Podcast. We're going to get started. So first question, right off the bat, as a fitness instructor, entrepreneur, former Patriots cheerleader, you have quite a story. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started with La Vida Fitness? Yeah, so I think as a child, I was always super active. Um, my parents couldn't keep me still. My teachers couldn't keep me still. So I was always into dance, gymnastics, um, basically anything, tap dancing under the table, keeping moving. When I did gymnastics in high school and then pretty much in college, I had a friend who made the team for the Patriots. And I said, oh, that sounds something I'd be interested in. I loved performing. I did a little bit of theater. And what I did cheerleading for four years. Um, I made it when I was 21. And it just sparked my love for fitness. And I have a gym membership since I was 16. I was able to, as soon as I could drive to the gym, I was going to the gym. So I've always been super active. And when my son was born and he was little and I was divorced really young and I was looking for some, a way to get back into work. And again, I loved working out. And a friend of mine said, oh, you should get licensed to teach Zumba. And I'm like, I was like what? What exactly is that? And <laughs> nobody was teaching it 13 years ago. It, it was a new program. And I was like, well, I'll try anything. So I went to the training and completely fell in love. And that kind of sparked my interest for like, I love to teach and I love fitness. So why not combine those two things, put them together? So for the last 13 years, I've been teaching fitness classes and, you know, I've expanded my palette with certifications, bar and shred. And I've done the Jillian Michaels and I teach a whole bunch of different formats and I think it keeps it interesting and fun. And I absolutely love helping people. It makes me so happy to see, you know, see people smiling or see people's progress, whether it's mentally or physically, 
that is so important for me to people to, for people to say, you know, I came, I came to your class in such a bad mood and I didn't think I was going to make it. And I logged on or I showed up to class and I'm so glad I did. And, um, and that just makes me so like, it gives me the chills just thinking about it. Cause it makes me so happy to think that like you took 45 minutes or an hour out of your day to spend with me and however it changed you for the better, it makes me very happy. I love that. People don't realize how important even just a little bit of movement is. I'm always telling people in my sessions, you know, if you got five minutes, like throw on your favorite Lizzo song or your favorite, whatever song you're vibing on and just have a five minute dance party. I do it all the time. It's so cool. I mean, anything to get your heart rate up because it just increases the endorphins and it just naturally puts you in a good mood. It really does. Not, Sometimes know. even just loading the dishwasher, I'll find myself dancing in the kitchen while I'm doing yes. chores or that, whatever. I that's mean. like my thing when I'm in the kitchen and I have to do dishes and stuff, I have to put music on. Like there has to be music playing because it just makes it go by so much faster. It makes it more fun. And I feel like I'm moving a little bit more. Gets the chores done. It's great. Burn some calories. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and I love to, I just want to call this out with your last name being LaVita. I love that the business is actually LaVita Loca Fitness, yes. right? Yes. I love that. Yes. How did that name, did you just come up with that? I, I mean, just I know came it's up based with it. Off, um, I live in LaVita Loca. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I joked um, when I was cheering for the Patriots, we were at the American Bowl in Mexico City and we performed with Ricky Martin um, for the pregame oh my God. show. And that was incredible. And it, it was, I don't know if it was right around the time that song came out. And I joked because, you know, he's adorable. And I joked back then. I was like, oh, I think he, I think we made eye contact. I think he had a thing for me. Then he wrote, you know, the Vita Loca came out and I'm like, that's about me, but I'm Italian. And that's the Spanish version. <laughs> and so I joked about <laughs> that song came out. I was like, this is my jam. Like, this is my song. He wrote, I joking, he wrote it for me. Um, he didn't, he didn't, we didn't even make eye contact, but... <laughs> I I'm gonna live in a world where it was written for you. I love that. <laughs> so That's I said, you awesome. know what, La Vida Loca, that is my life. I live it to the fullest. And it's like the perfect tagline. And when I tell people, you know, if I'm doing interviews or whatnot, and they say, Oh, what is your last name? And I say, Levita, what is your website? Levita Loca. And they look at me like, really? That's really your last name? I'm like, no, really is my last name. No, I love it. It's like, it could not be more perfect. Right? It really, I think it's perfect. So let's talk a little bit about with everything you have going on, also being a mom and working full time as a teacher and whatnot. How do you find time to practice self-care and what does that look like for you? So self-care for me, I think I'm very fortunate that my job is working out. I don't get to the gym very often to do my own workouts where I go upstairs and get a good sweat on. So I'm very fortunate that my job is my workout. Um, a lot of times, and, and this happens with everybody, I'm, I'm so busy and I'm running around and, and I can feel my anxiety. And sometimes I'm like, I have to just, I have to take 30 minutes. And I have to go lay in my room and I, it's really dark in my room. It's like a cave. I've got the blackening shades and I have to shut my phone off and I'll put like the Calm app on or my fan. And sometimes I lay there and sometimes I fall asleep. It doesn't happen often, but the times where I lay there, I have to like really just shut my mind off and just say like, I can't think about like the grocery list and I can't think about the million things I have ahead of me because if I don't take this time to myself right now, I'm not going to be able to even function to get those things done. So it's so important to just, you know, sit on the beanbag or um, I have this thing where, you know, when you get a pedicure and you get to read those magazines, I never buy those magazines and I love getting it. Yeah, but they're fun to look at. They're fun. It's just like, it just takes your mind off of your own reality. So like every once in a while, if I'm in the grocery store, I'll buy a magazine and I'll say, you know what? For 30 minutes, I'm going to go out of the back porch and read this. And it's like, no phone. I, you know, bring, bring a bring big water out there with me. And, and that's like my kind of escape. Like I'm reading with all these other crazy reality stories. 
course are doing. And it's just a way to just disconnect. And I think disconnecting from reality is just so important for your brain. It really is. And I feel like people don't realize how important even just like just a couple minutes, just turning the brain off and focusing on something else. That's really good self-awareness, though, how you described, you know, being in those moments and recognizing that you have to consciously stop yourself from racing through your to-do list and stressing about and really practice that mindfulness in the moment, slowing down the traffic. That's a really good skill to cultivate. And I'm sure there were times that you've done that better than other times. Oh, absolutely. I was at the gym a few years ago and one of the instructors said, oh, there's a class at noon. You should come. And I said, oh, what is it? He said, it's called B. And I'm like, what? He says, it's called B. I said, like B-E? He said, yeah. I said, what do you do? He goes, you just be. And I kept saying, I can't do it. I can't just be. And the whole, he's laughing at me the whole time. He said, just do it. You can you can just be. And I said, I don't think I can do it. And the whole 45 minutes before the class, I stressed. I said, I don't think I can do this. And I you know, I sat down next to him. He's a very um, calming guy. And he said, just let everything go. And you know, the first 10 minutes I laid there and I was thinking like, I could be getting so much done right now. I could, you know, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I'm not being productive right now. And I think that's my problem. I always feel like I need to be productive. And then it gets to the point where I'm burnt out and you get mm. sick. It, it, it happens. And throughout COVID, I just kind of, it was a nice reality for me to step back. And obviously there wasn't much to do, but when my body was tired, I would sit on the couch or I would lay down. And I think I've, I've stuck with that because I knock on wood, I haven't been sick all year. I have more energy than I've ever had. And I think that yoga class was kind of like, Hmm, I know there's something to it. <laughs> I need to practice a little bit more. I really like that. It sounds like a good class. Yeah. Kind of let it great. make. And does that reminds me of that quote? It's something like, um, Oh, you should meditate, you know, half an hour a day, unless you're really busy, then you should meditate for an hour a day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really when you actually take those moments and, and give yourself that pause, that mindfulness, actually makes you more productive in the long run because you're not you're like refocusing and grounding yourself exactly. and not spiraling in in your head and, right. and kind of get you out of your head so very powerful right so practice and I will say you've mentioned you know during COVID virtual classes and everything was virtual and whatnot right. and I will say as one of your students that your virtual classes were such a bright spot during the ongoing pandemic and I love how quickly you were able to pivot and host your classes on Zoom and now you even have this robust online library is that still up I assume it's that still that's up. still up I have so many online classes and I have these amazing clients who do the monthly memberships to take the workshops and you know, they say I'm up at 5 a.m. and I know I'm I'm not teaching at 5 a.m. They say it's just great. You're right there. And it's like, they're like it's like you're in my living room. And so many people have sent me such wonderful cards and wonderful texts and emails about how I've gotten them through some really hard times during COVID. And I and I think to myself, it's kind of reverse. Like you guys have gotten me through some hard times during COVID because, you know, where I am divorced, my son's it is dad sometimes and he's here. So it's the times I was alone where I was like, I'm gonna just teach four classes today because then I'm interacting with people getting my work out and seeing people and making people happy. And I, I've just kind of become addicted to teaching and, and seeing, again, seeing people happy and knowing that I'm, you know, making some sort of difference in their life is just, it's huge. It just like, it makes my heart like explode when people log on and oh, good morning, Kelly. And I've got my hair in a bun and I'm like, barely have my water in me and they don't need, they just, they don't care. So it's great. 
they were awesome. And I will say that you definitely have a variety of classes that, you know, definitely caters to different age groups and fitness levels. So I'm wondering what advice would you give someone who is not maybe consistently engaged in exercising or is hesitant to start? Like, what would you advice would you give them? Um, funny you should ask that. I have a cousin who recently texted me with the same advice, never worked out and really needs to build some muscle and, you know, burn off some calories. And I just said, you know, honestly, you could pick any video. The great thing about working out at home is you could pick any video. And if something's a little hard, nobody's judging you. I mean, all my classes like that, even in person, nobody's judging you. I always say what happens on your mat and your space is your thing. You are working against your best you. So I say to people, grab a set of weights. And if you're doing bicep curls and you're absolutely dying, put the weights down, continue the workout. If you're still dying, take a break, like move on to the next exercise. Like you just have to start somewhere instead of having the mentality. Like you look at the class, you say, oh, it's strength. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, I teach preschool and I say, you can't even say that in my class. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, Mrs. <laughs> I can't, Mrs. Levine, I can't. And I always, that's the first thing I look at them with the look and they're like, oh yeah, she, she wants me to try you just have to try, you know, you have, you have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere and you're just going to get stronger. The more you go, you're going to get better. At, it's just natural. You're going to get better at it. You're going to get stronger. You're going to be healthier. You're just going to be happier. And I think that the online options are a great place to start because I always say this in my presentations, but you know, you can make a fool out of yourself at home in the comfort of your own home. Right. You don't have to, cause people, you know, the, it's hard to put yourself out there and there are environments where, you know, less welcoming and supportive than others certainly not your classes I I would say you know most Zumba classes I've done do have a a more accepting um friendly vibe it kind of goes with the the programming but not all I mean there's always exceptions to the rule but generally speaking you know if you're not getting a good vibe then you find another teacher or maybe you do some YouTube videos that you can find or something else online just to get familiar with it and it's okay if you can only do five minutes like exactly. that's where you start exactly and then you build yourself up or maybe that's where you stay if that's right. all you can exactly. do then that's fine and then, right and then if you do that same video over and over again and one day you add the weights and one day you kick it up a notch that's whatever works for you right or even modifications I talk about yoga a lot and people right. are hesitant because they feel like oh if I use the props or I can I can't get down on the floor and bend myself into a pretzel so why bother but really just allowing yourself to try and yeah. to modify is necessary there's no shame in that I mean I know in your classes and I have a really strong dance background and some days you're just <laughs> going a little too crazy and I'm like you know what I'm gonna take this down yeah. like six notches right now I'm gonna step, <laughs> step clap it right here <laughs> Yeah. And that's fine. And sometimes you'll say to me, come on, let's go. And and sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. (laughs) That happens a lot. I know those people I can push and I know those people who, you know, are just there for the mental health. It's great about getting to know people, you know, where you can push and where you can, you know, where you need to back off. Right. But still in a coming from a place of love, certainly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm everybody's biggest cheerleader. I really am. You, you really are like I would I would second that 100% which leads us great into the next question which is you have such a beautiful knack or ability for staying positive and really helping to lift others up and I'm wondering how you remain so positive and how you you do that um that's a great question I I once had somebody say to me that 
there's only like one or two percent of people in the world who are just like constantly positive. I don't know if he had done some research or something. And I just choose to be positive. I have a lot going on in my life that people don't even know about. I don't write about it on Facebook. Um, there's just some things that I just choose to, you know, deal with them when I have to deal with them and just remain positive because, you know, for one, positive people live longer, they're healthier. And that's a fact. That's, you know, Oh, you know, 100%. I, 100%, right? I mean, my family jokes, they call me Perky McPerkerson because I just, <laughs> when I enter a room, I'm like, hey, it, I don't drink caffeine. I just have this natural energy. And it just, I just, there's something about putting a smile on people's faces or being able to brighten somebody's day or help them in any way whatsoever that just really, truly like makes me so happy. I'm just, I'm a giver. Like I want everyone around me to be happy. And I know that them being happy makes me really happy. So I don't know what it is. I just, I always say like, I always have pom-poms in my back pocket. I will cheer anybody on. I'm everybody's biggest cheerleader. <laughs> I love that. And I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying Perky McPerkerson. Perky McPerkerson. That's what my sister coined. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That might be the episode title. It's either that or we might just go La Vida Loca <laughs> Fitness. I don't You're know. On. We'll see. But uh, Perky McPerkerson definitely yeah. um, is, is, yeah. is a, in the running for yeah. the episode title. Yeah. That's excellent. But you said something really important that I think is um, worth reiterating in that you choose to be happy, yes. to be joyful. It's not, and, and sometimes people get lost in their mindsets and they get kind of bogged down in negativity. And when you act that way and you are negative and you actually attract more negative so yeah everybody's got stuff that's less than stellar that we're dealing with and it doesn't have to all be posted on social media contrary to popular belief (laughs) not everything needs to be on social media but you you know that's a conscious choice that's a real growth mindset perspective to choose happiness choose happy and you know what i've i've it's just become one of those things where you know you kill them with kindness or, you know, if, if I find somebody that's like exceptionally cranky or, you know, somebody at the store, like I do whatever I can to get that person <laughs> to smile or, you know, whether it's me like overly thanking them, have a great day. Because sometimes I think, wow, like how could this person be so negative and so miserable? And again, you don't know what's going on in their life. And I, and I get that. Sure. I totally get that. I mean, you know, you see a, somebody crying and you think like, oh my God, what are they, what are they going through? But just those people who are just cranky, you know? And you just know, they're just cranky every time you go into that same store. And you think like, oh, how bad is your life? You have a job, you probably have food, you know, it can't be that bad. You, you, look, you look next door and there's always somebody that has it worse than you. And I think things like that just put things into perspective for me. And I say, you know, no matter what I'm dealing with, somebody has it worse and it could be so much worse. And I have a, a great job and a, a great family and great friends. And I'm just very lucky to, to do what I do and be happy. You know, I definitely choose happy. Everybody should choose happy. Choose happy. happy. I love it. Well, and it's important though, too. And you also mentioned gratitude. Gratitude, there's research to support that when you practice gratitude, it actually helps rewire the neural pathways in your brain to promote more happiness, boost your mood, improve relationships. I mean, it's a bit of a dying art, but we just need to practice gratitude. We could say thank you. There's lots of ways to practice gratitude, but we tend to take a lot for granted and we focus and we give our attention and our energy to the negative. Right. Which in turn actually just brings more of that 
to you. Absolutely. And we can all think of people in our lives that probably embody that kind of right. perspective where they just can't get out of their own kind of negative right. spiral. Absolutely. And it's tough. But do you, there are some simple things you can you can do to kind of shift that. I'll share one in particular because yes. we're on a roll here. But one of my favorite mindfulness practices is like at the end of the day or any time of the day, right. ask yourself, what went well? WWW. What went well? I like that. Because what do we often do? Yeah. We worry about, about the negative. negative. Right. We replay things. We question what we said, what we didn't say. Right. With this, that, and the other thing. No, stop. What went well? Because you can oh, always, yeah. almost always shift right. a situation and think, you know what? Okay, it didn't go exactly as I planned. Right. But X, Y, and Z happened, and those are really good. Right. And how can we learn from those experiences? Right. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. I love it. So this next question is very exciting because I am dying to learn a little bit more about it, um, even though I did model for La Vida Tease. <laughs> but um, you also, you do so much charity work. I've seen you raising money all the time through your Zumba events or through other events. I think you had a lemonade stand a few years ago that I crashed oh. with my husband and yeah. donated to. And yeah. and um, I know that your latest venture, La Vida Tease, which yeah. I want you to talk about, has a charitable co- charitable component also and um so can you tell us more about it and why you started La Vida Tease yes um so my friends and family have been raising money for children's hospital for the last I want to say 14 years and obviously throughout the years we've met some amazing people through that charity and through other charities that you know whether they donate to safe houses or it's a local family who needs help and my sister and I are you know it's instrumental in our lives it's just been driven into us that like to give back is just gives you so much. So we've always found ways to raise money, whether it's my son had a lemonade stand for I believe 10 years. We do a charity bar crawl every year. We, um, the Zumba events, the fitness events. And, you know, last year during COVID, everybody's, you know, buying stuff on Facebook and I kept buying cute t-shirts and you know they come in and what is with the sizing it's absolutely nothing fits ridiculous (laughs) no universal sizing whatsoever ridiculous so i would get so angry and i said that t-shirt is so cute however or that is so cute however so you know some nights i don't sleep great and i lay you know up and i think like all right like how can i raise money there's a local woman in wilmington who does amazing things for um people in safe houses and we did a lot for them over the holidays and it just it just made me think like, there's gotta be something I can do to just donate whatever, give a little bit back. So I just started, I don't know, one day I came up with the idea to just do La Vida Tees and make cute tank tops and cute sweatshirts and be able to size them appropriately. You know, you hate like, my sister would buy me a shirt and she'd say, I'm really sorry, this is like a 2X. And I'd say, I don't care, does it fit? Like, I don't care what size it is, as long as it fits. But don't oh, get right. me, you know, don't get me a large. and it, it comes in and it's this big and it's going to fit my Barbie doll. So I think I got super frustrated with that. So I was like having samples coming in. And as we were doing it, I said to my sister, all right, you know, every month, if I, you know, if I, whatever it is, if it's a t-shirt or a tank top, like a certain percentage will go back to the charity. Once I pay my costs and stuff, obviously the first month was a little tricky because I had a lot more overhead costs than I anticipated, but it was just kind of a fun way. And I mean, who doesn't, there's so many people who want to give back, but just don't know how to give back. 
you know, a lot of charities out there are ripping people off and you just don't know, like mm. get those envelopes in the mail or people call you. And my sister and I are really big on like really researching the charity and figuring out where the money goes and how much does the CEO of that company make? You know, if they're making $200,000 a year, we're like, how much is going to the charity, you know? So we just thought like, oh, well, we could give a little bit back to a certain charity every month. And it's been great. You know, it's been a little bit slow. I think, you know, the world is starting to open up and it took me a little bit longer to launch, but it was important to me to have this, again, the sizes that, you know, you knew you didn't, you know, you didn't look at the size. And I remember one of the models, I, I put a tank top on her and she said, what size is it? And I said, it doesn't matter. This is the one that fits you. It doesn't matter. She goes, well, what size is it? And I said, it's a 2XL. And she was like, oh, and she got all beat down. And then the next shirt I put on her, I said, this is a medium. And she was like, oh, this is amazing. And I said, so see, like you got all bent out of shape that you were wearing a 2XL in this brand, but you're wearing a medium in this brand. So does it really matter? You know, what mm. the stupid little label inside said. So it would make me so mad that I would order shirts. And then you can never return anything you buy on Facebook because who knows where that comes from. <laughs> oh, yeah, forget it. Uh, plus, there's going to be no charity there yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd rather put money into, you know, my family's pocket and somebody else, a local charity. So tell me a little bit about the sizing chart because I, I've seen it. I know yeah. that um, I think I'm size wonderful, maybe, or amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I forget. Wonderful, incredible, somewhere around there. <laughs> Which thank you. Right. Um, I'd much rather see that than than the little tag that the manufacturer puts yes. on there. But so tell me a little bit about like the sizing. So how would someone like figure that out? So basically, if you go to my website, which is the La Vida Loca, live in La Vida Loca, um, there is a fitness page. And again, we're still kind of launching a, a separate website and a separate platform for selling T-shirts. But basically, I have the models in all the sizes, wearing all the different products. So. You know, somebody might be an amazing in the racerback tank top, but they might be sensational in the t-shirt. But you can at least look at that model and say, she looks like my size, my height. You know, you don't get to see any clothes on any models when you order anything online and you have no idea how long it is, how short it is. So, you know, I put their height and again, you can tell by looking at them, yes, she's close to my weight or, or oh, she's my, she looks my size, but I like it bigger. So I'm going to go to the marvelous size right. or whatnot. Um, so it's kind of, it's, I mean, it's a little bit better than being able to just say, oh, I'm a medium. Cause I have people call, oh, I want that shirt in a medium. And I say, no, you don't <laughs> no idea. You have no idea what size you want it in. You have to look at the models and say, oh, you know, Teresa looks like she's my size. So what size is she wearing? That's the size I'm going to wear. So I'm hoping that's something that takes off, um, just with a lot of clothing companies, the sizing is just, it's just all over the place and it's not, no, it's there ridiculous. has to be there has to be more standardized sizing. It's, it's absolutely absurd. I mean, I believe- I 100% that, agree. Yeah, I believe like European sizes, they go by numbers, right? And it just makes more sense. Like if your waist is 28 inch, you know, but here it's like, oh, you're a small, you're a medium, you're an extra large, you're, you can't fit into anything. Right. You no, know, it's kind of wild. And we do get really hung up on those numbers. And I know that yes, especially- you know, when I was, and I talk about this oh, pretty openly, but I'm in recovery for disordered eating and right. exercise bulimia. And at like the height of my dis-ease, like you could, oh my God, like I would lose my mind if I saw a particular size that I felt was not um, appropriate or acceptable, yep. whatever that even means. Right. And I can remember actually years, I mean, I've struggled with this for, for decades, but right. um, I can remember one time being a kid and, and, um, I was shopping in like Macy's with my aunt and my mm -hmm. mom and, and um, another family member. 
And I was really upset because the pair of pants, we were in the junior section, the pair of pants that I wanted in the size that should have fit didn't fit. And I got really upset. Right. And I remember her looking at me and being like, it's just the number. What, what do you, right. Why are you getting so upset? Right. And I was like, yeah, but I shouldn't be in that size. And she's like, do you feel good? Do you right. feel good in the pants? Right. Did you try the like and like I Cut it and out. I've, <laughs> and it kind of stuck with me and like I've thought of that and then of course in my in my healing and now now like I'll look at something online especially you know in a plus size um, environment they really like the models are like a ten maybe a twelve oh. they're not showing you models even in larger bodies so that's super frustrating so it's like yeah. how is this gonna look like on someone in, a, in the, who is actually a two X like how right. is that gonna work but even still like what does that mean like my current wardrobe current clothing that mm-hmm. I wear to this day spans like XL to three X right exactly it's that's crazy yeah. Depending upon the brand. Right. It's crazy. Funny story. um, My sister, when my sister and I both lived at home, so we were in our early 20s, she had a Lane Bryant catalog delivered to the house. And at the time, I had no idea that Lane Bryant was for technically plus size women. So I grabbed a magazine one day. I'm circling stuff. I'm having a blumber. This is adorable. This is adorable. This is adorable. And my sister comes home and says, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to order this and this and this. And she said, this is a plus size. This is when I was like cheering for the Patriots. So I was at my kids. She goes, this is a plus size store. I said, what? I contacted the company. I was so angry that they, <laughs> that they, not for my sake, but I said, you totally misled people to think that this is the size you're selling. Oh, because the models, <laughs> the models were... were my size. Oh, I and see. I'm thinking, oh, wow. This is so wrong. So like, it made me, it, it made me angry that here, my sister is getting this magazine and thinking nobody's going to, nobody's going to look like this anyway. Cause when they're models, <laughs> And yeah, I, right. So <laughs> I, I was just so mad that they, um, it was false advertisement. And again, I wasn't offended for myself. I was offended for people who, who needed to, sh- who wanted to shop there, needed to shop there. I said, what are you like? This is false advertisement. This isn't even right. My sister, she still to this day says, remember when you contacted Lane Bryant? I said, what is this wrong? <laughs> like, I get so excited when I see a, you know, a mannequin or, or a model. Like I, you know, I shop at Athleta a lot because I love what they stand for. And they're all about like empowering women and they have real mm. models. Everybody should be, I always say, they say, oh, people say, oh yeah, I can't wear those pants. I can't wear those pants. And I said, no, they really have sizes for every, you know, they have sizes for everybody. And yeah, no, they're a great brand. Yeah. I buy, I haven't actually haven't bought any of their pants. I just got a shirt today though from them. It's like the super cute, like off the shoulder, little thumb holes, oh, um, thumb holes. little workout top. And I think um, Nike too, they were one of the first ones yeah. I remember seeing all of a sudden um, models in larger bodies yes, which, uh, I thought was so cool and mannequins yes in larger yes. bodies also like yeah let's I go <laughs> I literally want to like I was at athletic the other day I want to be like this girl's got it going on you know what I mean she's <laughs> great in that outfit and I just think that's how it should be for anything you should be able to walk into a store and not see those ridiculous looking model you know the mannequins and stuff I'm like who a who looks like that anyway so it's like it's not even portraying what I'm gonna look like in that outfit so that doesn't help me at all right it's not it's not realistic and yes, like you said exactly. they're models so god right. knows how much photoshopping and whatever else has right. been done it's oh, not a yeah. even a real depiction that's why i started sharing like plus size fashion information yes. and, and info and tips on the blog because it's like okay this i'm not editing those photos right. that's me my body in the clothes i purchased nobody's <laughs> given them to me and yeah. and here's what i think looks good on my body if your body happens to look like mine maybe these tips are helpful. Right. So, I mean, that was really the idea was like, why am yeah. I not sharing this? Like I oh, get I, compliments. So. Right. I shared that with um, a friend of mine. 
I said, oh, you oh, you. love this blog. And she was like, oh my goodness, who is this girl? And where did she come from? <laughs> and yes, I need to follow her blog because her style is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so back to Levita Tees for just yes. a second. So yes. we got the sizing and then your messaging on them is all very sweet, inspirational. Yes kind of quotes that's kind of the whole idea yeah. right so yeah. tell me about some of them so I cut out so uh, and that's what's been time consuming I cut out all of the tags and all the clothing and I um, I ironed in a little circle and it says you are amazing you are extraordinary and so when people came the day I had my launch and people were like this is confusing you know I had the sign up that said like you know size amazing is typically your extra small but again you have to quote typically right because the sizes are so off so you know, I think it was just fun to people like, oh, I'm going to take one of the amazing and I'm marvelous in the sweatshirt and oh, look at me, I'm fabulous. And any way Cute. you can give people, again, that positive message and a little bit of empowerment and just makes everybody feel great. And they, you know, I had somebody the other day, she goes, oh, like my tank top, it's amazing. I'm amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you are amazing. That's really fun. Like It's all, you know, self-love. People don't, people think it's, um, it, um, that I'm either cocky or conceited and, and they couldn't be more wrong. I'm extremely confident. And I just get so annoyed when people, it, it, nobody's ever said it, but I think like people must think I'm really arrogant, but I'm not like, I'm just really confident. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm just confident. You know, I, and I think I don't could never once have thought you were arrogant, but I could see where somebody could maybe misinterpret that. Yeah. People might just see like that, you know, I, I always hold my head up high and I, always have something to say in a good way and I try to get involved in a lot of things and they might think like oh my goodness that girl's crazy with but. a smile with a big beautiful a smile, smile. <laughs> <laughs> my pom-poms I love it I think um so I have two Levita yeah. tees I have one with um one of my favorite um songs references referenced on there uh take your passion and make it happen a flash get dance girl at heart so yes, love that absolutely. and, that, and, and that then means, means a lot it just means a lot to a lot of people i think um, absolutely you can love what you do it just makes her a happier human in general 100 <laughs> and then be a kind human which is definitely another um reminder that many people need right. apparently um but a nice um certainly a nice message to wear on a shirt and i probably i need to figure out which style i want but we'll be ordering a carpe diem one yes, I love that's another carpe one diem. of my favorite yes. quotes oh, so great. where can folks why don't you let us know i know you did say the website briefly yes we want to say it again and yep. any contact information of how we can find you yes absolutely so my website for my fitness business and my t-shirts is currently liveinlavitaloca.com and it's La Vida with a T and it's Livin, just L-I-V-I-N. And they can find a link to my online classes and my outdoor schedule. And then there's a link for the t-shirts. And again, we're going to be uploading to a site to be selling online eventually. We'll get there. Life got in the way when things started opening up and I was like, oh my goodness, life is getting back to normal. And I still have a million jobs. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. Love and it. you do have um, a Facebook page also and Instagram yeah. for the fitness as well as, as Levita well Tees, correct? Tees. Yep. So you can find me at Levita Tees or Live in, Levo, um, Live in Levita Loca Fitness. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. Well, make sure all that information is also linked uh, to the episode for our listeners so they can um, they can follow up with that. 
But anything else you'd like to share with the cabaret followers on self-care? No, I'm, I mean, I've enjoyed myself following you and you have been such an inspiration and we're hoping to get you in. I'm a teacher. So we're hoping to get you into our classroom in the fall to talk to the teachers because I think, Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I think your message is so important in general overall. And I think especially with what we have all been through the last year, I think self-care is just something that nobody does enough. I think it's safe to no. say that you, you can never do enough. And so many people feel guilty doing it and, and you can't, you know, and some days when I say I'm going to my room for 30 minutes and I, that's what I'm doing. It becomes, it becomes a bit of an act of resistance to put your needs first because right. as a society, that's not how we're, programmed that's not how we're we're celebrated for burning the candle at both yeah, ends exactly. right like we're not we're not celebrated for wow you took a mental health day where you go <laughs> like we're not if only our employers were like that um but they're not generally so you have to be willing to put your needs first and right. it is very important but it can feel a little strange to do Absolutely. it, it uh, but sure. it is very very important thank you so much <gasps> kelly I, I for did. hanging out hanging out with us today on the podcast. I very much appreciate it. Yes, thank and, you so much for having me. Kelly was so much fun to talk to. I just love her perspective on life. She emphasized the importance of knowing what you need and when, and having that awareness is very powerful. She reminded me also of the power of shoulds. When we have those thoughts that I should be doing X or I should be doing Y, it makes us feel like our efforts are not enough and that we're not doing enough, we're not good enough. And over time, this is destructive. If you catch yourself repeating those nagging shoulds, try to reframe it. Ask yourself if the should is really a need or a want. If it is, then own it. I want to do X or I need to do Y. If not, if it's really a should, then ask yourself what it is that you want or need. Let's try an example. I should go to the gym. Do I want or need to go to the gym? Well, no. Then what is it that I want or need? I want to move my body. Perfect. Own it and reframe it. And our mindset is so important. Kelly chooses to be happy. We should all have pom-poms in our back pocket. That is not to say that every moment is roses and sunshine, but we can choose to be happy or joyful or not and start cultivating that attitude of gratitude. To get started, maybe write down two to three things you're grateful for every day or just one thing if that's all you can think of and see what happens. I will link my blog in the episode notes that I've written on gratitude. Kelly also touched upon the spiritual domain of self-care, where we can feel good about our work when we see the larger purpose or goal. Her teaching is a bright spot for many folks, which promotes her self-care as well. It is when that gets out of balance and you don't take time to recharge that it can really become an issue. But of course, we want to do things that we know will make a difference in the world. Kelly's charity work is so admirable. And remember, no matter where you are in your journey, it's so important to start somewhere. We all have to try. Just take that first step. Thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. These ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out directly. 
by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. That's D-R-M-C, self-care. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC's Self-Care or on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good. Mm-hmm.